0: and welcome to the My Teenage Band podcast with me, Nick Taylor. This is a podcast in which I talk to people from all kinds of different fields about the musical adventures of their youth. So I'm trying something a little different this week. Over the last few months, I've obviously been recording all these different conversations with people about their teenage bands, but... I also wanted to know what it was like to be the person in the crowd at these bands' gigs, but more importantly, what was it like to be a person in the crowd looking up at the people on stage and thinking you'd kind of want to give that a go, but the culture and general attitudes in the scene you found yourself in created a bit of a barrier to you actually starting to play music yourself. Well, these are just some of the things I talk about with this week's guest, journalist Lauren O'Neill. Now, Lauren is a wonderful writer for Vice UK, covering music, TV and all sorts of other areas of culture... She grew up in Birmingham, and as she tells me in our chat, she mainly went to DIY hardcore punk gigs as a teenager. And while she sang in musicals when she was growing up and later in a function band at uni, she always secretly harboured desires to be the next Hayley Williams from Paramore, but never quite found an outlet for it. She's actually now the frontwoman for a shoegaze band called Rosary, who have only released a handful of songs, about three so far, but they're all absolutely gorgeous, and you will hear little bits of those tracks towards the end of the show. For now, though, here is my conversation with Lauren O'Neill, recorded remotely back in August 2020. start by just just painting a picture for me of the sort of the music scene in Birmingham when you were growing up?
1: I mean I'm really lucky to be from Birmingham because uh, contrary to lots of people's opinions of the place it's a great place to be a teenager (laughs) and yeah I was into music from a really young age I remember my first experience of trying to go to a gig I remember I was 12 and trying to go to a 14 plus jamie t concert and um my mother had literally like dressed me up to look older because she wanted me to go so much <laughs> um, and uh yeah i i managed i managed to get in and that was at the irish center in birmingham which is a venue that's still there it's actually where i had my first holy communion party
0: oh wow so,
1: um oh yeah so yeah no um generally in birmingham there's there's gigs all the time it's very similar to places like manchester and london Every big tour kind of comes through birmingham i've always been interested in guitar music most of all Mm. uh and the shows that i was like mostly the diy shows at smaller pubs and stuff like that was mostly like hardcore punk my friends from when i was like pretty young teenager were in hardcore bands and i always used to sort of um tag along it's like a national scene it's definitely like not one that i've like stayed particularly close into i'm still aware of a lot of the bands but not necessarily like going to the shows so much anymore but yeah i used to be i used to be into it as a younger teenager and it was mostly local bands and i'm sure it's different now i wouldn't be able to speak to to it now but it was definitely slightly male dominated i say slightly it was very male dominated (laughs) um and obviously it's like super high energy like riffy big chunky guitar music so i I suppose it stereotypically like attracted more boys than it did girls but Mm. i've I've always like sort of as i say like liked all shades of guitar music so um i was definitely interested in it and it sort of helped also that my friends were playing shows and stuff like that because it sort of introduced me to to something that i might not have got so into otherwise
0: yeah and so in terms of the bands that your mates were in and sort of the the bands that you would see featuring people similar to your age and stuff. Are we talking about people from your school or just local area what was the sort of young the young band scene around you
1: so my friends that i sort of used to hang out with went to a different school to me because i actually went to a girls school Uh but then we knew we knew bands from a similar age who were like from schools from a nearby area it was just like local kids because i think like that sort of music is fairly like self-selecting so it filters out a lot of people because it's like i suppose not for everyone
0: and you know you mentioned that that you very seldom would see uh, a woman on stage how diverse was the crowd would you say you were very much in the minority in terms of actually watching this music as well
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely um it is it was mainly dudes and i don't know like i don't i don't i think but i don't want to like sort of single like punk music out for that because i don't actually think that it's a problem with that i was just saying the other day to a friend that you know i can go to a the last time i went to see soccer mommy play or something mm. like that she who obviously appeals to like a lot of young women or whatever but the crowd at shows like that is always mostly guys um uh, so i think it's like kind of a thing about yeah i yeah. think i think that like i go to to a lot of gigs um doing music criticism and it's always mm. the same thing as you know we i don't know why but it's maybe just seen as like live music is like i don't know because i've always found it to be like a pursuit that i've wanted to follow and enjoy but I think more generally, it's still maybe fairly male thing.
0: Well, part, yeah. part of it, I'm guessing, comes down to a long history of gigs not being considered enough of a safe space. Oh, and definitely, so, yeah. Which just yeah is a is a obviously a kind of toxic problem that that will that will still take, um, unfortunately, probably a few more years to to stamp out. Mm.
1: I think obviously people are realising that now, and you see festivals like making efforts to make their lineups sort of have more diverse sounds and lineups yeah. diverse in every every single way you know mm. um, and i think that that can definitely only be a good thing
0: What I found really interesting, something that you said when uh, when we were first getting in touch was basically just how you've obviously loved music your entire life and you've obviously had the bug to play music to an extent. So when did it actually first occur to you that maybe playing music was something that you'd want to do? And what would you say would be kind of the reasons for not necessarily embracing it at the time
1: in my current band now um, i'm a singer so i've always had the like instinct to want to do it um it's more just like necessarily having the opportunity which hasn't always been available especially with regards to actually being in a band so when i was growing up i did theater classes and like i used to perform in musicals and stuff like that which i always really loved and enjoyed but obviously it's not quite the same yeah um as like sort of playing with a band but that was sort of how I expressed that and then I then played in a band in my like final year of uni which was like just sort of a uni band that would play at functions. Um, Okay
0: but when you were younger I mean like was there a point where you kind of thought about starting a band or joining a band and looked around for opportunities to do that and found that those things weren't around or did you actually feel like there was a kind of barrier to you yourself getting involved in something like that?
1: Yeah, I definitely felt like there was a barrier. It was definitely something like, you know, I remember having MySpace and, you know, someone posting being like, oh, you know, I want to start a band. I'm looking for people to be in a band with. And, like, this person was a guy. Mm. And I remember sending a message and, like, they sort of just ignored me, you know, (laughs) because, like – but it's it's also, like, I definitely think that that wouldn't have happened now also. Right. Uh, And I think that also – teenage boys are insecure you know you don't necessarily like <laughs> want to be in a band with a, with a girl sure, like yeah. you know maybe you don't want to be in like paramore or whatever you know <laughs> Why the hell even not? though like exactly <laughs> yes. um you know and there were there were a few occasions like that when like i'd sort of approach people who i knew played music and you know be like oh you know i'm good at singing i would like to 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 do something and they sort of go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then mm. it just like wouldn't wouldn't really work out yeah. um just and i think i think it was like maybe because Like I say, like people didn't necessarily like know what to do with a girl in a band, in like a rock band maybe. And also after a while, like didn't really bother with it too much because, you know, I had like an outlet in terms of like I used to do like as i say at least do musicals and stuff like that and that was fine and it was fun yeah and you know i got to be the girl in wicked and had my face painted green and all that so uh, (laughs) although i I, it's a a shame that like i couldn't get my first choice you know because it would have definitely been being in a band
0: was there stuff that you did apart from the the musicals that you would kind of use to fulfill the more poppy and rocky side of your of what you really kind of longed to do
1: yeah i used to um record myself singing things and uh i record it and like post it on my tumblr page thankfully there's like no videos of it really because if i'd have ever made a video like i do not know why i have to like delete it from the internet (laughs) um but i just used to record like little like really bad quality like audio clips on and i post them to like my like teen tumblr page i think or like myspace or i can't remember even which one it was but like yeah, yeah i think the one that i remember doing was um again I, I i love paramore yeah and i still do uh and i re- there's a song on the riot album called fences and i remember recording myself singing that and thinking it was just like <laughs> the absolute tit- tits and i was like yeah. this is so good uh yeah. and you know like when the the likes like people people send likes being like oh my god you should do more and i remember someone being like Oh my god, like you should do a better song next time and I was just like, <laughs> Oh my god. These people have no taste. Um but yeah, no, so I, I used to I used to do that, that was and I used to find it really fun.
0: You're obviously now in a band with some of the people that you grew up with. Do you talk to them ab- about the barriers that you kind of felt for yourself in that scene? Obviously not in a kind of confronting them like you, pers- <laughs> you personally shut me out. Um, but uh, but just in that sort of, yeah, the reason why it's taken you until now to actually form a band with them because of that? Um, like, is that I mean, a conversation that you've had?
1: Sort of, but n- not really because it's sort of as much as like, I definitely always wanted to do a band. It was never like I ever was like asking these specific people to do it with me. I think sort of, I probably after a while, just like didn't really think that it was open to me and sort of didn't really blame them for it or or, like, you know, do you know what I mean? It was just sort of like, it was, it was a weird thing whereby it was more, more came from me than anything thinking like, oh, maybe like I'll just, because, because I had other things, that I was interested in doing yeah. music wise. I was sort of happy with that, you know? Also, I as much as I like wanted to play in a band, I didn't necessarily want to play in like a punk band. Yeah. And so that's the kind of music that like everyone that I knew was playing when I when I was at the age where I might have been more forthcoming about doing it. So it was sort of like difficult. Sure. Because it was just like while I enjoyed that kind of music, I sort of had other ideas about the sort of thing that I might want to do
0: yeah what do you think you would have done ideally if you oh I
1: I just wanted to I just I wanted to be Hayley Williams yeah yeah Um, (laughs) like that's all I ever wanted it's all I still want yeah yeah. um yeah just making (laughs) a
0: really um, nice like melodic melodic emo
1: exactly yeah it would have been it would have been it would have been a cool thing although like I say that my band now doesn't make anything Near that,
0: okay. Is there a general vibe to the to the band now? Do you guys have a sort of yeah? You know, it's, it's, of it's it's
1: it's so, it's sort of like a shoegaze band. Nice.
0: You're called Rosary, right? The band? Yeah, that's right. What, what, yeah, that's what's right. the story behind the name?
1: Oh, um. So I, my friend, uh, he plays bass Liam and I are both like from Catholic families or whatever and yeah. sort of liked the sound of the word. And yeah, we, we went through a few different iterations and we just thought that it's one of them things. It's like, what is any band named? You know sure. what I mean? It's like when someone yeah. asks you what your tattoo means and you're just <laughs> like, like nothing, literally yeah. it means nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I just, we, we, we thought it sounded cool and, um, it sort of. I think it sounds kind of goth. Yeah. Um. Which is why we liked it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs>
0: so having always kind of half thought about be it being in a band, like how did that feel to actually be in a room with with people play music in that way?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I can't lie. It's like it is definitely without doubt like the thing that in in my life I love the most um I love playing with my friends and I love um playing music so much and writing songs there's like very few things that feel more fulfilling than when you like finish a song and you're playing it together and it just like kind of goes really magically so yeah it's 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 very like fulfilling and it makes me feel very proud because like it is something that I have wanted to do and I think like Obviously, anyone can pick anything up at any time, but uh, I'm not necessarily this type of person that would always like try new things at an older age. Um, so, uh, although to be fair, the band's been going; we've been playing together for like two, three years now. Um, we haven't—we've only actually ever played one show. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, we played our first show this March. It's a really like special, amazing feeling when you're just like in a practice room, especially just like music that you have written as a writer um as a writer what an annoying thing to say <laughs> um, obviously just like my work is fairly solitary other than like maybe working with an editor so it's yeah. like really great to be doing something creative that's really also productive like with other people it's a very like it's a great feeling and it's very like different to what i experience on a day-to-day so that's also really nice Could
0: It's interesting that they're all in Birmingham. So, did did this band form because you briefly moved back home, or how how did you actually end up starting something?
1: Yeah, no. So um, the guys were in a band previously. uh, Three three of the people in there's five of us, and three of them had played together separately. And that kind of came to I guess like a natural end. And I'm quite close with like you know my friends mm-hmm. who i now play with yeah um so i just happened to be like chatting to one of them one day on like whatsapp or whatever being like oh you know <laughs> we should do something now that you're you're like kind of not doing that if you were like looking for anything new to start up and yeah we just i just kind of like because birmingham and london are very close by yeah. so i just sort of arranged to go home one weekend and we talked about it and then i think we had we had like a very long conversation about like what kind of thing we would do and the name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we we just yeah got practice based
0: it's great that you managed to you managed to get a gig sounds like sounds like just under the wire like that's yeah literally it
1: It was about two weeks before oh my
0: god (laughs) it was in birmingham was it the gig
1: yeah Yeah. it was it was um
0: were you playing at a venue where you had grown up watching loads of bands play or is it a relatively new place
1: sadly not yeah. sadly not it was it's a newer place but it's in an area where I used to go like basically every weekend to watch bands like up the road from uh, a venue where we you know my friends put on shows and right. stuff like that so it's okay. like uh, it's place it's like a place just like outside of the central Birmingham called Digba cool. which is just like yeah I mean it's a cool part of the city cool. and it's somewhere that's like well known to everyone as like somewhere where you can watch really great music so it was great to like sort of also take part in that
0: nice okay yeah Yeah. uh, approximate geographic location is is a romantic enough uh yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) i'll take it yeah (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) Uh, Lauren, this is great. Thank you so much. I, I think, I mean, is, no, there, is there anything else that, um, is there anything else that you'd kind of like to like to mention?
1: Yeah, I mean, probably the only thing the only thing that I would say is that I definitely think that what I describe as sort of like not necessarily feeling like it was for me at that age. Although I can't speak to being a teenage girl in 2020, but mm. I do feel like probably that's not as true as it was. There's lots of like really cool initiatives for like so like Girls Rock camps and stuff like that. Um, for teenage girls to, like, learn instruments and, like, you know, I've, there's loads of really cool, extremely young and talented young women rock musicians who I really admire. So, like, people like BBDB and Snail Mail mm-hmm. um, who are young and amazing. And I, I think that as much as, you know, in my, like, microcosmic experience that I had 10 years ago, I don't think that the same thing is necessarily true now and I really hope it's not. So, yeah, I think, I think that I very much uh i'm a product of my time rather than like of the plight of women in music in general does Mm. that make sense
0: so that was the wonderful lauren o'neill talking to me earlier this year huge thank you to her There are many fantastic organisations and initiatives that are campaigning for further gender equality in music, including some of the resources Lauren mentioned in our chat. So I'm going to put links to them in the show notes, uh, including Girls Rock London, who run music camps, and Key Change, which is one of the key organisations pushing a number of changes to representation across the music industry, including the pledge for 50-50 gender splits in festival lineups. Also, since Lauren and I talked, there's been the proper launch of the f list which is a comprehensive directory of uk female musicians so i'll also pop the link to that in the show notes there's obviously so much work to be done still in order to improve representation of women and non-binary people in all aspects of music but these organizations are doing truly amazing work to help make it happen so do check them out thanks so much for listening to the podcast this week you can find us on twitter and instagram at my teenage band and you can get in touch at my at gmail.com if you've got any stories about an early attempt at pop stardom involving any genre of music at all and to absolutely any level of success then I'd absolutely love to hear about them also want to say a huge thank you to Anya Pearson songwriter and guitarist in the band Dream Nails for writing the podcast wonderful jingle and little stings that you heard throughout today's episode lead vocalist on the jingle were performed by imo berman from the band trills and you can find links to both anya and imo's music in the show notes thanks also to eloisa henderson figueroa for the amazing podcast artwork links to her work also in the show notes and finally a thank you to the brilliant website designer imov for designing our website myteenageband.com, where you can find all the episodes so far and other bits of info and uh, ever-growing collection of content in one handy place My Teenage Band is presented and produced by me, Nick Taylor, and I'll be back next week with more stories of youthful musical adventures. See you then.